Welcome to the Clovercrest Baptist Church podcast. For more information about Clovercrest Baptist Church, go to clovercrest.com.au. Awesome. Well, thank, thanks, Mike, for pumping up my tyres. So, <laughs> well, it's great to be here today and it's a privilege to come and, and share uh, with you all and, and, and with many families online as well. So, Now, a number of years ago, I had a failed attempt at gardening. I know no one here has ever failed at gardening, many green thumbs uh, in Clovey, but I went out and I bought a mandarin tree and lived in Mobry North, and if you know Mobry North, the, the soil's got a high uh, percentage of clay, it's quite, quite hard, but I took this mandarin tree home and I started to dig a hole, and it was very hard to dig a hole, I'm not a, uh, I'm not a man that uh, enjoys hard labour, and I was out there for an afternoon and I literally dug a hole about that big. And this was like digging into a rock with my spade. And in the end, I dug this hole just big enough for the pot to fit in. I pulled the tree out, put it in. I fertilised it. I watered this tree. And I thought, oh, I'm going to enjoy these seedless mandarins in years to come. Well, year after year, I'd fertilise the tree. I watered it regularly. A year after year, the tree didn't grow. It remained about this tall. And eventually, it went down to this tall. Eventually, it went to this tall. And after about seven years, there was only one small little green branch left on the tree. And I regretfully just pulled it out and put it in the green bin. That was my failed attempt at gardening. But when I pulled this mandarin tree out, what I saw was that the root system had remained in the same shape as the pot all these years. The roots hadn't been able to penetrate the hard clay. The roots had gone around, it was root-bound, and that's why it hadn't grown. You see, I know now I should have dug a much bigger hole and put some fresh soil in to then plant the tree so it could grow. But you see, because my mandarin tree didn't have a healthy root system, it couldn't grow. Instead of thriving, it was barely surviving. You see, when you look at a tree, uh, we only see the part of the tree that's above the ground. And we only see, you know, the branches and the trunk and the leaves. But there's actually a lot, uh, uh, I suppose, going on underneath the ground. I don't know, there might be a, a slide of a silhouette of a tree. You see, the root system of a tree there, it performs a variety of functions, uh, such as nourishing the tree, it absorbs the water and the nutrients from the soil, it, it stores the food reserves so the tree can grow in spring. Uh, it actually also provides strength uh, and stability to the tree and ensures the tree will be able to grow. You see, the, the root depth of a tree is actually a very important aspect as to how tall the tree will grow. See, what happens underneath the ground determines what happens above the ground. And throughout the Bible, uh, plants are often used as metaphors about our connection to Christ, and our lives are often likened to that of a tree. And today I want to just explore a theme called growing deeper. And the verse that I want to reflect on, or the verses I want to reflect on today is in uh, the book of Jeremiah, chapter 17, and particularly verse 7 and eight, and you'll be able to read along on the screen. It says, Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes, its leaves are always green, it has no worries in a year of drought, and never fails to bear fruit. See what a beautiful image this passage paints of someone who puts their trust and confidence in the Lord. 
someone who, who lives in right relationship with our Creator, someone who's put their faith in Jesus. And they are like a healthy, thriving tree. They're not bothered by the heat. They don't worry about a year of drought because they've got their roots down by the stream, nourishing them. They're producing fruit to bless those around them. They're always green and luscious because they have found a a place to plant themselves and they've found a never-ending source of nourishment uh, for their lives. You see Jeremiah in a couple of verses later on in, in verse 13 of chapter 17, he says that the Lord our God is the spring of living water. And this verse today is saying when you plant yourself in Jesus, in the Lord, in the spring of living water, he enables you to grow in life like a healthy, thriving, uh, prosperous tree. And I've got with me today uh, my little pet bonsai. You can call it Billy the bonsai or Barbara the bonsai, I don't know, you make up a name. But here is a bonsai tree. And if you don't know much about bonsai, this isn't just a young tree that's just been planted. But this tree is symbolic of many years old, and it takes a long time to grow, and that's as big as it's going to grow. This tree ain't grown no bigger. This is a bonsai tree. You see, in the Japanese art of bonsai, involves it involves taking a tree that's capable of growing much bigger, but, but, but they put it in a small pot, they continually prune the branches, and they basically grow a large tree, but grow a miniature version. And you see, you can take any tree and grow a bonsai. It takes a lot of uh, work and a lot of effort. And, and when you plant it, what they often do is, is they take the tree out of the pot and they actually trim the roots. You see, if you want a miniature tree, that you, you can't have big roots. You have to keep the roots small. And they'll prune the roots and they'll, they'll prune the tree. And, and the word bonsai actually means something like tree in a shallow pot. And see, the art of bonsai is about growing a miniature tree. And as you look at this, this is really the opposite to the tree in the passage in Jeremiah. That tree talks about a thriving, prosperous tree bearing fruit. This is with deep roots and this is really the opposite. And you see, in our faith journey as Christians, we aren't meant to be like a bonsai Christian. We aren't meant to just have, uh, just be a small tree. We're meant to be a thriving, prosperous tree like in today's passage. We're called to have a meaningful and life-giving faith with deep roots that produce an outward fruit to bless those around us. We're called to be people that are always green, full of life, not worried about a year of drought. But you see, the bonsai is small because it doesn't have a deep root system. And if we are going to thrive as people of faith and, and people Uh, who believe in Jesus, we need to have deep spiritual roots and a deep trust and confidence in God. You see, what happens underneath the ground determines what happens above the ground. The secret to a tall, thriving tree is the deep, unseen roots. And for us as Christians, that root system is our faith foundations. It's our beliefs that determine the height and fruitfulness of our lives. And when we let our spiritual roots go deeper, we move from being maybe a bit smaller, a bit like a bonsai, we actually move to becoming a thriving, strong tree. And I believe uh, that, that God is calling us as a community to grow deeper in him this year. Because as you grow deeper below the ground, you become more fruitful, more resilient and stronger above the ground. You see, it actually takes a lot of attention 
and tender love and care over many years to grow a small tree. And, and if you were to not water a bonsai for like a week if you went away and came back and left it in a hot house, it's actually really detrimental. It's probably going to die because it doesn't have a root system that can sustain it. You see, shallow roots aren't designed to help someone go the distance. They're not designed to help a tree last a long time. It's actually dangerous to have shallow roots. And Jesus actually had a little bit to say about the danger of shallow roots in the parable of the sower. And in, Matthew, in the book of Matthew, Jesus says this, he, he tells this parable about a farmer that went out to sow his seed. And as he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path and the birds came and ate it up. And some fell on rocky places where it didn't have much soil. It was a shallow soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. But then the other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants, and other seeds fell on good soil, where it produced a crop 160 or 30 times what was sown. And you see, the seed in this parable it represents the message of the kingdom of God, the good news. And the four locations where the seed uh, lands uh, represents the different ways people receive that good news and receive uh, the message. And I want to just look at the second location uh, that, that in this parable. It's the seed that fell in the rocky places, the, feed that's, the seed that fell on the shallow ground. And Jesus explains what this is. Uh, he says, the seed that fell on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. You see, these seeds, they spring up quickly. They probably looked pretty good on the outside. If you walk past, they go, That's a, they're looking good. They're going to grow up and produce a great crop. But they had a shallow root system. And, and, and under the heat of the sun, and it's just a normal day, a hot day, they withered away. They couldn't stand it. They, weren't, uh, they, they, they didn't have the depth of the root system to sustain it on a hot day. And that's why they didn't last. And that's why it's so important for us to make Jesus the foundation for our life and to grow a deep spiritual root system in him and to develop a deep foundation in our faith. You see, we live in a society that relies a lot on instant communication and instant information. You've probably heard it said, I don't need to know, I don't really need to know about that topic, I just need to know where to go and find that information. We've got a society that knows how to find information, but maybe to the sacrifice of knowing a depth of knowledge on that particular topic. And I think the challenge for us as a community of believers is to be people who have deep roots in God, not a superficial, shallow root system that might look good on the outside, but be people who are strong on the inside that aren't going to fall away when the heat of the day comes. See, sometimes when people fall away in their faith, it's, it's often not because of the heat. It's not because of the intensity of the heat. It's because they didn't have a, a deep enough root system to sustain them. See, those plants that I said before, they withered in the heat of the sun. But who knows that life will give you some hot days. Life's going to give you some hot days. It's inevitable. inevitable and, and we can't heat-proof our life or, or really drought-proof our life. Our lives will have seasons that are dry but we must establish deep spiritual foundations 
that will sustain us on the hot days and sustain us through the droughts. This is something we can do. I would implore today something we must do. And I love that Clovey is actually really committed to growing deeper. If you cast your mind back to February last year, we, we went through a series of What Matters Most that was birthed out of a lot of consultation and prayer the, the year before. And one of the five things that, that came out that matters most to Clovey is the theme of grow, going deeper with Jesus. And that's something that stuck with me for the last year. And it's something that I love. You know, this is something that matters to Clovey. To all generations, we want to grow. We want to go deeper in Jesus. Why? Because we're committed to building people of a lasting faith and a deep faith, a faith that's going to go the distance. And as you look across the community at Clovey, you know, this is true of the children's program. I've got three young children in the children's program and, and they're committed to growing a deeper faith at the ages through the children's program. If you look at Dubsy and the youth ministry and the young adults, you know, committed to growing deep foundations, deep, a deep faith in all generations and throughout all uh, ages and generations and programs of Clovey, it's a real thing that matters. We want to grow, we want to grow deeper with Jesus. We are meant to build a deep foundation in God. We're meant to have a strong hope, a trust and a confidence in him and a faith that will last our entire lives and sustain us in all seasons. So how do we grow deep spiritual roots to sustain us in our lives? Well, I want to just look at three areas uh, today that we have the opportunity uh, to grow deeper in this year. And I encourage you as I go through these, just uh, maybe just have an open heart and allow God to speak to you. There might be an area that God wants to tap you on the shoulder and say, yeah, this is for you this year. I want you to go deeper this year in this particular area. And I just really uh, encourage you to stay open uh, to what God might have to say to you today. And the first area we can grow deeper in is a faith, is our faith in Jesus. So your faith is really your hope and confidence in Jesus. Like the verse in Jeremiah, that's a, your faith. It includes your faith belief, but it also includes your faith relationship with Jesus. And Paul writes in his letter to uh, the Colossians, he says this uh, to this young church. He says, just as you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then... Your faith will grow strong in the truth that you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. See, what Paul is saying in his letter is he's saying, it's not enough just to accept Jesus. We've got to continue to follow him. And we've got to be intentional about building our foundations on him, about going deeper with him, letting our root systems grow into the faith in Jesus. And, you know, that, that's an active daily pursuit. It's something we can... You know, in, in real life, sometimes we ebb and flow in that particular uh, daily flow. Sometimes things and challenges will come, but it's something we need to choose every day to say, I'm going, I want to go a little bit deeper with you, Jesus. So I want my relationship with you to be what I'm building my life on. You see, I love that verse because it sort of says, as you grow down, then your faith will grow strong. And maybe you're listening today and say, well, maybe my faith is a little bit weak. Maybe my faith in God is not as strong as it used to be. Maybe it's an area that you're working through. I encourage you, as you grow deeper in him, then your faith will grow stronger also. 
You see, I remember my, uh, about 14 or 15 years ago, I had uh, my first date with my now wife, Danielle. It took me a lot of courage to ask her out for a coffee at Chibo on the parade at Norwood. And it was a Tuesday night and we went out and we're sipping a chai latte together. And it, who knows the first date or, you know, the first time you meet someone, uh, the, the conversation's fairly surfacy. You're trying to get to know someone. And I probably asked her 50 questions. I was probably very nervous. I probably repeated myself, probably said, oh, how's the weather about 10 times? You know, I was very nervous trying to impress her uh, 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 on this first date. But that's how a relationship starts. It starts, you know, you're getting to know someone. But now, 14 or 15 years later, I probably should remember the exact number of days, but now, a long time later, uh, our relationship has grown a lot deeper. You see, if we were still having those same surfacy conversations every day and never went deeper, the relationship wouldn't have lasted, it wouldn't have grown. You see, as uh, you know, we've continued to get to know each other, we've been able to grow deeper in our knowledge and love for one another. And every good relationship has that. And I think that's what... Jesus wants from our relationship with him as well. He doesn't want it to just sit on the surface and maybe sit in the shallows. And He doesn't want to have the same conversation that you were having 15 years ago. He wants to go a little bit deeper. He wants you to know him and he wants to know you. He wants to have a deep relationship with us. Because when you have that deep relationship, that's when your faith will grow strong. And that's when your faith can withstand the seasons of heat and drought that might come in life. You see, a deeper faith in Jesus comes through a relationship with him, through growing in your knowledge with him and being intentional about spending time with him. And I want to just ask a question today. How will you grow your faith in Jesus this year? How will you grow your faith in Jesus this year? What are some uh, active daily pursuits you might be able to make to grow your faith this year? Will you make time for him on a daily basis? Will you be intentional about prioritising your relationship with Christ? What choices can you make to continue to follow him? Maybe some changes to your routine or something that, that will enable you to prioritise this relationship. Because as you continue to follow him, then your faith will grow strong. You know, maybe you're listening today and you're still exploring faith. You're still, uh, still sort of not 100% sure about building your life on Jesus. I want to encourage you, let this be the year where you keep asking the questions, where you keep seeking, because Jesus says, as you seek, you will find. And if God speaks to you about how you can go uh, grow your faith in Jesus this year, I encourage you, just write it down. Just begin to say, yeah, that's something I want to explore uh, this year. The second thing we can grow deeper in uh, this year is God's word. You see, God's word, we need to build deep roots in the word of God, which is the Bible, the scripture, the, 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 the active and alive word of God. God wants to speak to us through his word. This is the, the word is, is the way that God can communicate things to us into our lives. And I love the first few verses of Psalms. And it says this, it says, Blessed is the person whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. See, that person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. You see, it reminds me of the tree that we read about in Jeremiah. Very similar, a thriving 
prosperous tree. And why is this particular tree in Psalms thriving thriving and prospering? Because it's got a deep root planted in the Word of God. Planted in the Word of God. You know, in the country of Bahrain in the Middle East is one of the driest countries in the world. And, and in, in the middle of the desert in Bahrain, on this very high uh, sandy, sandy dune, there stands a mysterious tree. You see, it sits at one of the highest points in the country and it's miles away from any other natural tree. There's no apparent source of water. It stands about 10 metres in height, very tall, and it's continued growing in the middle of a desert despite extreme temperatures, a lack of water and a lack of nutrition. You know, scientists estimate this particular tree is 400 years old. It's been standing in the harshest deserts in the world for 400 years. It's actually probably one of the great natural wonders of the world. Colloquially, it's called the tree of life. And it's called this because people don't actually know where it gets its water from. The source of water for this particular tree is a mystery. They are scientists sort of guess that its roots go down and have found a a source of water beneath the desert. They reckon probably 50 or more metres below the surface. You see, this tree, it's not bothered by drought. It's not bothered by heat. It's stood there for over 400 years. Why has it stood there? Because it's found a life-giving source of water. It's found something that it can rely upon. It doesn't matter what's happening around it. It's tapped into a source of water deep beneath the surface. You see, and I, I believe that, you know, as we tap into Jesus as, our, as the living water and his word, as the word of God, as a source of, of nourishment for our lives, uh, as we delight and meditate on his word, he himself will be that source of strength for us. He will be uh, that source of nourishment. He will sustain you. And he will speak to you and he will enable you to stand healthy and strong through time, any season of your life. I sat with my grandma in uh, last month. She turned 90. And at her 90th party, I was sitting and having a chat to her and she was talking about some of the struggles she faced. She's going partially blind and, and partially deaf. It's a little bit hard to speak. You've sort of got to yell for her to actually hear what you're saying. And we were talking and she said, Dave, it's very hard for me at the moment. You know, not a lot of people come round due to the situation, uh, you know, the world at the moment. She said, I find it hard to read for a long period of time. I can't really hear people when they come round anyway. She said, it's a very hard season of my life. And my grandma has been a faithful follower of Christ for many, many years. But she said this one thing that stuck with me. She said, you know, the one thing that sustains me on the hard days, she goes, it's the word of God. It's the memorized scripture. She goes, I can just sit there and just recite the scriptures that I learned when I was young, the scriptures that I've learned over the years. And she said, David, that's the one thing that sustains me. That's the one thing that gets me through the day. You see, she's tapped into a source that's been able to nourish her, even though around her it's very dry, even though around her it's, you know, perhaps not what she thought, you know, not, not where she thought she'd be at this age. But she's been tapped into this source that's, that's sustaining her. And I want to say this morning, the word of God will sustain you. It will nourish you as well. And I encourage you, I want to ask the question, how will you grow deeper in the word of God this year? How will you grow deeper 
in his word this year. You know, maybe there's someone that you can choose to read the Bible with, maybe be accountable with, someone that can help you grow in reading the Bible. Maybe you don't really know where to start. Well, well Chris talked about the, the Clovey Bible Plan. It's a great way to, to jump in and, and start to read as a community and start to go deeper in the Word of God. But that's a challenge for each of us, and including myself, as, as I was preparing, going, growing deeper in the Word of God this year. Maybe for you it's doing an extra course. Maybe for you it's doing some, some extra study. But I want to ask you, how will you grow deeper in the Word of God this year? Because I believe as you grow deeper and tap into the deep word of God, you'll be like that tree. You can withstand any uh, drought. You can withstand any time in the desert as you delight in his word. And the third thing we can grow deeper in this year is in church community. You see, you know, the community of believers, the, the community of followers of Jesus. You see, being a Christian and being a follower of Jesus is always meant to be a team sport. It's always meant to be a group activity. It's always been meant to be done in community. It's not meant to be an isolation, solo flight. It's not meant to be an individual achievement. It's actually meant to be lived and done in community. And I love what um, Psalm 92 says. It says, The righteous will flourish like palm trees and grow strong like the cedars of Lebanon, planted in the house of the Lord. They will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still bear fruit in old age and they will stay fresh and green. See, planting yourself in church community and planting yourself with other believers is planting yourself in the house of the Lord. And that's where you can be, again, like a tree, fresh and green. A tree that's flourishing, a tree bearing fruit in old age. So when you choose to plant yourself in church community with other believers, you're planting in the right location. You're planting in a fertile soil and you're growing deep spiritual roots into something that will again sustain you, something that will cause you to grow. You see, and I love, again, Clovey, it's one of our core values, creating community. Something that, we, that matters to us. And I remember probably about five or six years ago when my family uh, were looking for a church home and we, and we came to Clovey and, and really remember we came along a couple of times and, and really felt God say, this, this, this is your home. This is your home. And we made the decision for, for probably a few years before that due to moving into state and other things. We hadn't really found a church home to plant ourselves deeply in. And I, we, we sort of made that decision when we came. We said, we're going to plant ourselves here. And it wasn't always easy. You were coming into a, a group of people that you don't know. I don't think we really knew anyone and you know it wasn't hard but it, you know there were the times we had to you know make the effort and, and go and meet new friends and different things like that but we chose to plant ourselves in this community and over the years we've made so, such wonderful friends uh, and we've been able to grow and share life together as community with our friends and we found uh, for myself and my wife a chance to serve in the community as well a chance to serve uh, and use our gifts and, and I and I look back now and I think now we've gone deeper in church community, our, actual, our, our spiritual lives and our lives are, are flourishing so much more. And, and it's a real um, a blessing to be able to grow deeper in the community of God. And that's what God has intended for each of us. Not intended to just live this faith by yourself. You, you can do it in community. And I'll ask you again the question, how will you grow deeper in church community this year? How will you grow deeper in church 
community this year. Maybe it's a, again a prioritization or a commitment to being part of it. Maybe it's um, making the effort to say, well, where can I serve? Where, where can I be a part of? Where can I use my gifts to build the kingdom? Maybe you sort of say, well, maybe a life group's a, a great way to do that. Maybe I, you could even run a life group and I'm sure Chris would love to hear from you if that's the case. But how will you grow deeper in church community this year? See, there's, we've talked about a, a number of things, or three different things that we can grow deeper in this year. And just as I close, I, I really feel as I, I was preparing for this, that this is the year for Clovey to grow deeper. It's time to grow deeper. And, and many of us have deep spiritual roots. We've got saying that you can go deeper. Grow deeper because as you grow deeper below the surface, God wants to raise up this community to be so attractive to the, the people around us above the surface. I just ask you just to maybe close your eyes and wherever you are and just, just open your heart and I just want to ask you the question, what is it for you this year? What area is standing out for you? What, what area can you grow deeper in this year? Is it your faith in Jesus? Is it the Word of God? Is it church community? Maybe there's something else that you say, God, I need to grow deeper in, in my prayer life or in, in my worship or, or something else that God is speaking to you. And if God speaks, I encourage you to write it down. If you feel comfortable, you can put it in the chat online. But what is it for you this year that God's saying it's time to grow deeper? It's time to grow deeper. And you know, you might be sitting here saying, Dave, I've heard this before. I've even tried some of this before and it hasn't gone to plan. I want to encourage you and I want to pray for you this morning. Choose to try again. Choose to go deeper again. And it's not in your strength, but it's by God's grace. And He will enable you and equip you to begin to grow. And just in this attitude of worship, I'm going to invite the, the band to come and minister to us with a song. And just to ask you to just keep your heart open and just you know, begin to worship Him and allow God to speak to you this morning.